Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Hope everyone's having a great day. Tomorrow, the Bears kick off week 10. It's Carmen and York breaking it down, getting you ready, talking football. We will catch up with Jesse Rogers in about 35 minutes. Scott Boris meeting the media today. That's always an adventure in a, in a show. Jed Hoyer talked yesterday about his decision or decision-making process that led him to fire his good friend David Ross and hire Craig Council away from Milwaukee. So Jesse will uh, catch us up on all that in about 35 minutes. Matt Eberflus is going to meet the media shortly. We'll carry it live when it happens. The injury report is out. And Yurko, Justin Fields is listed as doubtful. So it doesn't look like Justin Fields will play tomorrow. And as we discussed with Courtney, you know, you skip tomorrow's game. One more for Bajan. Then he gets the extra time to prepare for week 11, Sunday the 19th at Detroit. After that, the weekend of Thanksgiving... The Bears play the Monday night game that week in week 12 at Minnesota. Then they have their bye week. So by skipping tomorrow, and not that we're having pretty nice, mild weather for this time of year, but uh, no elements come into play for the Bears after tomorrow night until Sunday, December 10th at home against the Lions. Back-to-back road games in dome stadiums at Detroit, Minnesota, and then a bye week. So... Just another thing to maybe consider and factor in the decision to uh, when you want to bring Justin Fields back and make sure that that thumb holds up and that he can give you the rest of the season um, unburdened by any sort of you know lingering problem with that thumb. Right. So it exactly. looks like that's going to be the, give him the, the 10 case. days. Yeah. 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 If there was any backslide uh, playing him on Thursday night, that, that would be problematic. You would have felt. Foolish, right? Absolutely. Why'd you rush him back? There was no reason to rush him back. Especially, I think you give him the requisite amount of time to be successful. That's yeah. what you're giving him. Especially when Bajan's shown an ability to command the offense, and you're playing a pretty lousy football team, let's face it. Playing a pretty bad team. And you're at home, and you're playing on Thursday oh, night. they're bad, yeah. And it should benefit you. Thursday night games are tough watches, man. I don't care if it's a sexy matchup or a matchup like this. Three wins between these two teams. It's a tough watch. The football's usually bad. The road team usually has a little bit of, a, of an edge. Not any of it. Tra- not having to travel on the short week, and uh, let's face it. I told I gave you some of these numbers yesterday. The Panthers on offense, oof, thirty first in yards per play, twenty seventh in scoring percentage, 29th in expected points via the pass, twenty seventh in points per game, twenty eighth in points per drive, twenty seventh in EPA per play, thirty two qualified quarterbacks. Bryce Young, number twenty seven in EPA plus completion percentage over expectation, number thirty one in success rate. Ouch. Eighth highest sack rate in the NFL, Yurko, tied to the seventh highest interception rate. That's not good. Uh, For what it's worth, Justin has the second highest sack rate in the NFL and the fourth highest INT rate. That's not good. You could say this for Bajan. He's not a qualified quarterback. He doesn't have enough snaps, Yurk. Right. His INT rate would be the highest in the NFL. It would be higher than Jimmy G's. It's 5.5%. Jimmy's at 5.4. His sack rate would be third best. Third best. Third best. Yeah. Behind Patrick Mahomes and Tua. Two guys that know how to get the ball out quick. That's Bajan's best quality. And I, like Courtney said, if he's done anything to prove to the Bears and the rest of the league 
That kid could play in the league. He'll be, that kid will be a backup quarterback in this league forever. And one you could probably trust for a handful uh, of games. People get fixated on the fact where he came from. I, once you make it in the league, it doesn't matter where you came from. You've been deemed to play above the NFL minimum standard. And if you don't make it in the league, that means you couldn't play no matter where you played. Yeah, you right. played at Purdue. Like, right, right. You played at Washington. Ohio State. You played at <laughs> Texas A&M. Yeah. You played at Miami. It wouldn't make a difference. Right. If you don't make it, you have deemed not able to play yeah. at the minimum NFL standard. That's right. the way it goes. If he's a Division II guy and he's still here and he's still on a roster, then he's been deemed good enough to be able to play in the NFL. That's right. it. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. At some point, it doesn't make a difference where you're from. Nobody ever threw it in the face of Tony Romo once he established himself as a quarterback. True. Hey, you, you know, you, you shouldn't be this good. No, True. Tony was good. Yes, he was. And for a while there, Jimmy G was good. Yes, he was. I agree with you. But the more different offenses you start to play in, you know, after you're comfortable in what you started in, things get a little bit different. Things get a little bit different. Yeah. You bring up a good point. Like, you either can or you can't once you get to this level. That's They'll weed you out. Oh, I mean, you know, me. like, they will. They'll weed you out. So I love that draft when half the you know? guys are at home. Yeah. Why, why, why are we at home? Well, you're at home because you weren't good enough to play. Or yeah, you but- got injured. You know, an injury weans a lot of people out of the league. Mm, that's true, too. You know, guys get busted up. And they never get the chance or the opportunity to play. But Bajan's proving that he, uh, that he at the very least, belongs in some capacity. And I think the Bears will do okay with him tomorrow night against the lousy, against the really lousy Carolina team. Carolina team that I thought because of its defense might be a little bit better, but uh, that just hasn't come to fruition. They dealt with some injuries there, but they really lack explosiveness on their offense, too. I mean, when you're relying on old man Thielen to get the job done, York, yeah. like, eesh. they don't have much of an O-line right now. Bryce Young's a rookie that's been prone to making rookie mistakes. I mean, that second interception last week, I don't know if you saw that second one, the second pick six. And, uh, you know, yeah, I go saw for a screen both. pass. It's like I, I saw them both. What are they're, we doing? They're bad, they're bad, yeah. Yerk. Just bad. Well, I'm one of the keys this week. I, I, I hate to give you a little Don't bit of a preview. Don't scoop it, Yerko. No, I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview. We'll be a defensive touchdown. You got to help yeah. the offense a little bit sometimes. Put more him in two last. Put them in that positive uh, red zone position, positive attack position. Make it easy on your offense every once in a while. Be a nice thing, right? Yes. Yes. And you just saw two of them last week. Yes. And in turn, don't do it the other way around. Please don't. Protect the ball a little bit better, Tyson. 17 turnovers, INTs, and fumbles lost by the Bears quarterbacks this year between the two of them. 17 in nine games. That's almost two a game. Uh, That can't happen. Your quarterbacks can't be responsible for nearly 1.9 turnovers per game. It's deflating. It's it's, it's deflating. It's hard to win games. It's somewhat deflating when you go off the field on third down, but you punt the ball away and you gain about 45 yards in field position. When you turn the ball over and they get the ball there, God forbid they return it for a touchdown, which has happened to the Bears this year too. Yeah. You know, God forbid when that happens. But if... You know, you get to put the ball away. At least you got you come out with a positive. All right, the offense couldn't get it done. Now let's go play. When they turn the ball over, sudden change, the natural biorhythmic presence of the defense is then down, and then you wonder why they're able to go ahead and just punch it in for a touchdown. Yeah, saddening. Yes. Force a turnover, force a field goal. That's a victory for the defense when they get it in your area. Uh, coming up when we're done, it's Waddle and Sylvie. We'll cross talk with the guys at two. They are live at Twin Peaks Oakbrook Terrace. We love that place. Oh. Uh, it's kind of like do. it serves as a football Friday in a sense because it's the day before a Bears game. You know, normally we've got a football Friday leading you into the weekend, uh, a couple of days before the Bears. And 
you know, they're going to get you all set with a great show out and about today. So you can, if you're in the area, go by and see Waddle and Sylvie. Bleck and Abdallah are on tonight after the guys from 6 until 8 talking football with you, getting you set for Week 10. Uh, I have a big announcement, Yurko. Oh. A week from tonight. Yeah. Whiskey U is back for November. And, boy, we got a good one that I'm very excited about. Where are you at? We will be. We did two Whiskey U's last year at this great place downtown Plainfield called Sovereign. It is a sovereign. It is a fun place. Great food, huge space. What kind of food are we talking about? Uh, like, uh, you know, upscale American, bar slash American. Okay. Good stuff. Good sandwiches and then some elevated uh, dinner entrees as well. Like Beautiful. just solid food, great bar, huge entertaining space in back where we're going to be. We had. What are off- we featuring? Oh, that's what I'm excited about, my friend. Let's rock out with Metallica. You know Metallica's got whiskey? Did you know that? I did not know oh, that. Go figure. Blackened. How do you think that out of all their great songs, they chose Blackened? Because it's just like one word and it's simple. It's an awesome name. And it's an awesome name, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. You, you might be right. And like the transformation of the liquid in the barrel, it goes from, you know, white to that beautiful amber color that we get, right? I don't know. Like, it's just awesome. But Metallica has a collaboration now for a couple of years using some delicious MGP juice, some bourbon and rye. They age it uh, additionally, or they finish it in some brandy casks. And you know what they do? They blast Metallica speaker or Metallica over speakers to get the, 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 the juices rumbling. And it sonically enhances. Hypersonically. Hypersonically. Yeah. I love Metallica. I'm there looking at it right now. What are we doing? Now, Black. Lars and James won't be there next week, are I'm we sorry to say. Blackened X Wes Henderson, Rye the Lightning, Blackened X Willet, Rye the Lightning, Blackened, Blackened Cast Strength, Blackened X Rabbit Hole. Let me tell you, a lot of good stuff. Blackened, the limited edition 72 seasons batch. The straight whiskey's finished in brandy casks. If you get the uh, the foolproof stuff, the, the cast strength, I should say, the cast yeah. strength stuff. Oh, my God, is it good here, though. So I'm very excited. We're going to be with uh, Blackened and the Metallica guys. Well, they won't be there, but will they be there? No, I wish. Can you imagine? Come on. We'll be at Sovereign in Plainfield next Wednesday night for Whiskey You Free to join. Come by and see us, 630 to 8.30. Do you have a favorite Metallica song? Um, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've got a... Uh, you know, Master of Puppets, or one. is it One? One's a very good uh, one, yeah. What's the one where he, the, the video is like, hit, there's a, a guy in a hospital bed, and he's kind of tied down? Here, hold on. We'll pick this back up. Eberflus, meeting the media. Here's Matt Eberflus addressing the media at Hallis. Had a good week this week. Excited for that. We also had a special guest after practice, Latrell Meeks. He's surviving from leukemia. Young man who's 11 years old. Um you know, he's obviously an excellent A student, uh, they, they said, you know, and uh, that's really cool to hear and then love sports. And I actually did a really cool dance for us uh, in front of the whole group there and got a chance to break us down um, uh, after practice there. So I know he enjoyed it. I certainly know we enjoyed it. Um, update on, on Justin Fields. Uh, he's progressing every day. He is not medically cleared um, yet. And uh, Bajent, Bajent will be our starter for this game and Peterman uh, will back him up. Um, also out for the game would be uh, blasting game Davis, uh, Edmonds, and Smith. Um, you know, good week of practice uh, 
this week or in terms of the walkthroughs, guys were wired in. And really it takes the whole football team to do that uh, because your look team has to be right. You know, so the, um, the looks have got to be great, you know, in terms of the offense, defense, and kicking. Um, guys got to pay attention to detail there. And we get a ton of reps. You know, we get a lot of reps. You know, I think we got 86 reps yesterday on defense during the walkthrough. So it was really cool to, to see that. Um, and the guys were wired in. And uh, today we got a chance to get on the field, which is always good. You get a little movement out there, a little speed. Um, that's always our, our MO for this week, to get the last time to get the helmets on there and get some speed on the gold zone, red zone day. And I thought the guys did a really good job uh, with that today. So with that, open up the questions. What's your understanding of what Justin's limitations still are right now? Yeah, like I said, he's not medically cleared to go um, right now. And uh, he's getting better, though. I mean, he's, he's – uh, Accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better, and you know he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see. We got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's uh, he's working hard, and uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. Why hasn't the medical staff seen given the clearance yet? What is it? What are they telling you? What's that? What, what is the medical staff telling you in terms of why they haven't given him the clearance? Yeah, it's uh, it's really just uh, the clearance is uh, just, you know, obviously he's got to be cleared to play with the medical staff, you know, and so it's really about him so feeling great. good about it and the medical staff saying that he can go in there and function. And uh, he's just not there at this time. Is it an issue of grip strength? Or? Play that. It's everything. It's it's all it's it's all improving. You know the grip strength, the the accuracy, that you know the the ability to function as a quarterback. It's just it's all right there. It's right. it's getting close. I'm just I'm not I'm having trouble understanding. He's he's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's is he out or doubtful? He now he's listed as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, 51% that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be – we'll see where it is. we got a little time left, but, uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now we're still listening to him as doubtful. But he, will he go through any sort of pregame work tomorrow? He may. Right. He may. Yep, he may. It depends on what happens here in the next uh, 24 hours. Do you expect to have Khalil Herbert back in the running game? Um, those guys are all in their window right now. We're going to decide that later. You know, So there's a, there's a few guys in that window. And uh, he's one of them, and uh, we'll sit down later today and decide that. All three of those guys were uh, they practically they listed as full all week. Yep. It, so is that more come down to just roster decisions rather yes. than actual health? Yes, it does. Yeah. Matt, with her with Herbert, uh, obviously after a long way out, layoff, short week, and you've got Deontay phone in there. How do how do you kind of juggle that here in this? Uh, obviously, another- yeah, it's you know it's always a good problem to have. You know when you have options like that. You know so. Uh, you know, Deontay's had a good couple weeks, uh, and, uh, and so has the rest of the guys. And they're doing a good job with that. But uh, we'll decide where it goes here in the next couple of days, in the next 24 hours. And then in the time, I know you guys did walk through Monday, Tuesday, and today. Has Justin's thumb, has he dealt with any swelling after practice? That, like, is that something you guys are going to be monitoring, just given how many times he's probably throwing it? Yeah, he's the, he had no uh, setbacks. It's always been it's progressing in the right direction. So he's, do, he's doing good. And what kind of growth? Do you think Tyson takes away from last Sunday's game, the highs, the lows, everything in between? Yeah, I, th- I think a lot, you know. Um, you know, the first time he did silent cadence, you know, was with uh, at the Chargers, you know. So the first time he did that and then really had to utilize, the, you know, it, with the noise being a lot, you know, more in there and the, at the dome there. So um, functioned well. Um, you know, really wasn't a lot of, you know, problems with the, 
pre-snap stuff, you know, him operating in the huddle, um, certainly had to yell a lot in the huddle. You know, we were talking about that earlier this morning, but uh, uh, to get the communication there. Uh, but, for, you know, through three quarters, did an awesome job and uh, took that first drive down there. And, uh, you know, he knew we were going to take the ball, so he was excited about that. You know, I told him about 24 hours before the game. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's progressing well. With Bajan not having played much, do you see him as still kind of trying to find his footing and get his bearings here? Is he, or do you think he's settled in at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think as a rookie, you know, you're always going to learn a bunch every game, you know. Uh, and, I, and I think the last game was no different than that. And, uh, you know, he's just going to keep improving. Um, you know, I think you learn a lot of different things uh, every game as a quarterback. You know, you have different coverages that are thrown at you based on the concepts that you're running, um, how it looks pre-snap, post-snap, um, and then learn and, and discern the information you have to from that going into the next game. And I think he does a really good job of that. Like I said, he's able to chunk a bunch of information. Um, and the learning that you, uh, that you have as a rookie, not only at you know, any position, but certainly at quarterback, uh, the most difficult position in sport. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, he's really doing a good job of processing that and really going and stepping forward. He's always a very positive guy. Um, he's able to look at things uh, through a lens of, you know, optimism, which I think is really good, and, and then really uh, learn from his his uh, things, that adversity, and that's what he always does. What did you see from him this week in a short time needing to process all of the information from the Saints game that he urgently needs to learn from as a very young player mm-hmm. and processing everything he'll need to know to play Thursday. Yeah. I mean, just his, his process of going through, you know, getting the game plan, you know, it's a short week. So man, you got to really, you know, focus on, yes, this is what I need to improve on from last week. But and if I get in that situation again, I know what to do now as, a, as opposed to now I need to have chunk all this new information. I got all these new set of plays going. I got all these new pass plays going. I got this situational stuff going and learning those plays and and understanding what you're going to see from them and uh, where to go with the football and what to check and how to do things. And I think that uh, he's always uh, been able to do that, you know, in the first games that he's played. At what point this week did you guys move forward thinking most likely it will be Tyson on Thursday? Um, Really just, you know, we're just working towards that, you know, know, right now. And uh, we just really just decided it here coming up. You know, we're still, like I said, doubtful, but, you know, we'll see where it goes. And uh, right now, Bajit looks to be the starter. Did you start the week assuming that? Did you start no. Monday thinking? No, we right? didn't. No, we had left it open, and uh, we were, we were uh, it was optimism there, but we'll see where it goes. And uh, But, uh, like I said, Bajit's done a nice job. Matt, how close is Nate Davis to coming back to practice? Yeah, um, again, we'll talk about that later today. Uh, I know his spirits are good. Um, I know he's in a good good spot. And, uh, you know, we got some time, uh, you know, leading up to this next game, which is really cool about having this mini buy. Uh, for us, we can get a lot of guys back, and we anticipate a lot of guys coming back. And we certainly hope he's one of them. Is his ankle okay, though? I mean, is that, is that progressing? From the yeah, line? we believe it is. Yes, we believe it is. Um, it's uh, in a good spot. But, again, he's got to get out there and start moving around, you know, putting weight on it and all the things he has to do in practice. So we'll see where it goes. Has he been able to run at all? Uh, he's done a little bit of running, yes. Do you, do you anticipate that nine-day layoff could be good for Justin? Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good for all the guys that are healing up. You know, I think it's going to be good for you know Edmonds, all the guys that are working through. So maybe for Justin to keep throwing regularly during that time, or would you want him to take the time off between now and I guess it'd be Wednesday? No, I think he just he keeps ramping up. 
he's just going to keep ramping up and get getting his throws in and getting everything in, as all the guys are going to do. All the guys that are getting ready for our next game, they all got to put their workloads in. Our, our guys do a good job putting the plan in place uh, to get the workloads, to get the exercise in they need, and they get the functionality they need uh, to get ready for the next game. How much is the short sure. week? How much is the short week hampered Justin's ability to start? Like, if you guys are playing on Sunday, do you feel like there'd be a greater possibility of him playing? That's a good. That was a good possibility. You know, we'll see where it goes. But uh, again, short weeks are hard. They're hard. All right. Uh, there's Matt Eberflus. I don't know what gets lost in translation over there. Like, are the is the PR department telling him one thing and he's not quite hearing it, or like that? And maybe I heard some stuff wrong. Did he not say Bajan's going to start and then followed it up at one point with Yeah, Justin's not playing. Am I hearing things, or did he not say no, that? I think he said that. He said Fields was out. And then he said that he may give it a try tomorrow. No, the, and he's the, doubtful. The fun part I heard was, well, he's going to be, he's 51% in or out. Yeah, he said that last week. 51% well, percent doubtful, right? in and out? No, it, no, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Well, 51%, no, that's true. 51% in or out. No, no, it's can't be 51%, it's 51% in or out. It's 51% yeah. Percent out, yeah. right? isn't it? I thought that was questionable. Thought isn't thought doubtful 70? I thought it was 2080. 2575. 2575. You're doubtful, 25% chance of playing. Right. Yeah. So even he's even got that wrong. I'm not surprised. Like, what's happening? That was a bizarre exchange. Like, I think he's very, he's, he's uncomfortable. He's listed as doubtful, and then he's basically telling you Bajan's playing and starting and Fields isn't. There's a reason. Like, literally go back and get that part, Chris, where he says at one point, like, yeah, yeah, Justin's not playing. And then somebody followed up and said, wait, I'm confused. Uh, there's a reason there's multiple questions on everything is because whenever he talks, he doesn't say anything or he says something that contradicts what he just said. You're confused. Uh, how do you think we feel? I don't, that's the problem, though. He's he's not a in front of the press. He's not a great communicator with the press. He's not. It's okay. Very bizarre. It may very be bizarre. I I don't know if it's intentional, Carm. Uh, because if he's intentionally that screwed up, I don't know. I'm wondering is he getting wrong info? Why did they tell him I'm to list? About. Why is Justin being listed as doubtful if the head coach goes up there and says he's not playing? Like what? Because he might give it a go. What games are you? He what, might give it a go. In, uh, they're going to see tomorrow. They're gonna give, give it him one a day. more day. What, what, what kind of games are you engaged? He's out, yeah, but they're going to give it one more day. Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's out. Well, well he's doubtful, <laughs> but they're going to give it one more day. He's out though, guys. It was a bizarre. But, but Bajan's starting, but we're going to give it one more day to see how it goes. Uh, he's I don't doubtful. Get it. He's out, but they're going to see how it goes tomorrow. So wait, is he playing? He said all of that. All of that stuff. It's like a who's on first routine. What's on second? Brian Burns is out. The best player on the Carolina Panthers. C.J. Henderson is out. Two, uh, three-fourths, if we want to just say they're starters. Most of the time people are in nickel anyway. Should we just yeah. say nickel? Should we'll be. say we'll call it 60% then. Of their uh, secondary is either questionable or already been ruled out. D.J. Chark is doubtful. He's, he's doubtful. 75% he won't That's play. Jeremy Chin's already on IR. I don't know that Justin Houston's played at all, has he? Maybe early in the year, Justin Houston's on IR. If you, you can't beat this Carolina team, with Tyson Bajan or otherwise, you got a problem on a short week at home. I don't like betting the Bears, Yerk. 
I don't do it often, but man, minus three and a half. Yeah, this looks like a good spot. Doesn't it seem juicy, kind of? Yeah, and the Bears' two victories have come by close to 20 points, right? Yeah. If you look at their two victories, I think it was 20 and 18, if I'm not mistaken. It was, uh, one was 20 and the other was 18. You're exactly yeah. right. So 28. When they it feels do, like if you're going to bet the Bears, this might be the week to do when it. When they All do right. win, they stretch their legs in I victory. Know. We got a break. 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. So we think Tyson Bajan's playing tomorrow. Sounds like it. Although it was a bizarre press conference. Justin will get a little extra time, one more week. Ten days to prepare for a trip to the Motor City. And the Detroit Lions, Yurko. Well, those Lions are pretty good. They got a game out in L.A. this weekend against the Chargers. Yes, they do. Uh, this was the back and forth between Fields, I mean, sorry, uh, excuse me, between Eberflus and the media just here a few moments ago. It seemed odd. I mean, they came out and they were officially designating him as doubtful. And that means it's unlikely he's going to play. That means it's a 75% chance that the player does not play when he's listed as doubtful. So it's unlikely. Uh, I always thought that questionable was 50-50. He said 51%. I don't, and you pointed out, well, you can't be 51% to be both. Yeah, it can't be that 51 doesn't add to be both. Up. But, but no. I, thought, I thought questionable was always that you had a 50-50 chance to play. But I, Remember there used to be a probable? Probable was 75-25. Yeah, questionable was 50-50. Doubtful was 25-25. 75. I think they've taken one of those out. I think they out. took the probable right. out, didn't yes. they? Yes. Yeah, and they basically tell you he's either playing or they list them as questionable yeah. or doubtful. This was the slightly bizarre exchange. Update on, on Justin Fields. Uh, he's progressing every day. He is not medically cleared um, yet. I mean, basically, aren't we just stopping it right here? Why are the Bears listing him as doubtful if the coach is going to the podium saying he is not medically cleared? Update on, on yeah. Justin Fields. Uh, he's progressing every day. He is not medically cleared um, yet. And uh, Bajant, Bajant will be our starter for this game, and Peterman uh, will back him up. Understanding what Justin's limitations still are right now. Yeah, like I said, he's not medically cleared to go um, right now, and uh, he's getting better, though. I mean, he's, he's, uh, accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better, and you know, he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes, and right now we're listening to him as doubtful. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see. We got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's uh, he's working hard, and uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. What hasn't the medical staff seen? Given the clearance yet? What is it? What are they telling you? What's that? What, what is the medical staff telling you in terms of why they haven't given him the clearance? Yeah, it's, uh, it's really just uh, the clearance is uh, just, you know, obviously he's got to be cleared to play with the medical staff, you know, and so it's really about him feeling good about it and the medical staff saying that he can go in there and function, and uh, he's just not there at this time. Is it an issue of grip strength or? It's everything. It's, it's all. It's, it's all improving, you know, the grip strength, the, the accuracy, the t- you know, the, the ability to function as a quarterback. It's just, it's all right there. It's, right. it's getting close. I'm just, I'm not, I'm having trouble understanding he's, He's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's, is he out or doubtful? He, now he's listed as doubtful. 
but you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, 51% that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be – we'll see where it is. We got a little time left, but, uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now we're still listening to him as doubtful. But he, will he go through any sort of pregame work tomorrow? He may. He may. Yeah, he may. It depends on what happens here in the next uh, 24 hours. Right, they just – you try too hard. Uh, what kind of yeah. a secret do you think you're protecting? Was that easier to understand the second I, I, time around? They're just trying way no. too hard. <laughs> no. Way too hard. It's not that big a deal, man. Not going to play. Stum's not better. That's it. The agents are starter. You, you already kind of said it. You, you said it. Like, you're trying way too hard. Jesse Rogers. Uh, Jesse will have some answers for us. We hope. On the Cubs making a managerial change and what else is shaking over at the GM meetings in beautiful Scottsdale. We'll talk to Jesse next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Oh, let's take a brief football break. Don't do that much this time of year around these parts. But we're going to do it right now to go out to Arizona. The Cubs made news this week. The GM meetings are happening. Hey, I even like what Chris Getz is saying. He's, uh, yeah, basically telling you, our team's not very good. Good for Chris Getz. Well, I mean, geez, what, do you got to be a genius to know that? Matt Eberflus would try to spin it. At least Getz is like, we got a lot to fix. Our defense stinks, and our team kind of stinks. And I love it. All right, Chris, go get to work now. You're hampered by your owner, but all right, good luck to you. Uh, let's get out to the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline and say hi to Jesse Rogers. Yeah, there was the Scott Boris show today. We'll talk about that maybe in a second. But I heard you on with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. It was after Jed met the media. And, uh, look, I think we've learned, if we've learned anything over the years, Theo, Jed, uh, you know, the people that kind of come from that tree, they they do try to give you a a fair level of transparency. And I think they do take you inside. And he kind of gave us the inner workings of uh, what went into the decision, even down to the... You know, the stuff about going down to see David Ross himself. I, I heard the Around the Horn guy saying what a, how low class the Cubs were for the way they handled it. I, I'm not sure what makes them think that, Jess. I don't know what was low class about it. I mean, I, there's nothing that says you can't fire a manager. Uh, I mean, I you know, what's? Yeah. I'm not sure what's low class. At least Jed had the class enough to fly down there and have the conversation like a man face-to-face with David Ross. Yeah, I can imagine what they would have said if he didn't fly down there. Uh, now, I, of course, he, he had to go down there. That's yeah. the right way to do it. you got to do that in person especially when it's a month and a few days later and the manager's making calls. and That's the thing. Like he was working on next year and all of a sudden he got his knees cut out from under it. But, you know, the bottom line is um, they have the right to do that and he's still going to get paid. And, yes, it's outside the norm, but it's no different than replacing a player on a moment's notice, right? right? Yes. Um, that's what I mentioned a while. So, yeah, I, I get that people – even within the game, maybe some outside the game look at it and, and, and see it that way. And and there it just it is outside the norm. And now they've done it twice. Now they've done it twice. I've had arguments like who looks worse? Does Craig Council look bad for interviewing for a guy that already has a job? Do the Cubs look bad? It's just all outside the norm, but it doesn't mean that it's it, it's wrong or you can't recover from it. And yeah, I think Council is going to have to earn that room right away because. You know, he did do something a little outside the norm and interviewing for a job that Ross already had. But if he wins that room, everyone's going to move on and forget about it. That's, uh, that's the bottom line. Winning cures all, and 
you know, I think we all probably agree, Council gives a team as good a chance of winning as anybody else out there. Well, it sure feels like Jed thought they left a few victories on the table. And Jed, and again, you go back to Theo a lot, their mantra has always been, you need as many cracks in October as possible because it's wild and it's random. And you can be a 100-win team and lose. You can be an 85-win team and make it to the World Series. And I think that's always been their, the point that they've tried to drive home. You need as many cracks. And it seems like Jed was kind of annoyed that they missed an opportunity, even though nobody expected them to be there when the season started. Yeah, and I mean, I think we all agree. Now, look, I backed Ross at different times, but that didn't mean I didn't see the wins that he left on the table. They were there. It's just a question of was it enough to fire him? And obviously, October 1st, the answer was no. Um, and I guess any other manager that was available, the answer was probably no. This is the one guy they made the move for, which is similar to, to what they did with Joe Madden. So it's weird because it wasn't enough to fire him right after the season. But when they look back at it, I really think October, this thing percolated with, 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 um, with Hoyer and the way the Diamondbacks got in and went on their run. And, it, and the way, you know, the fact that uh, throughout that month, uh, Council hadn't re-signed with the Brewers and was still out there. Like, it, it just that whole month, I think, it just grew on, on Hoyer. This is something I, I, I have to explore. I'm going to explore. And if there's mutual interest, we'll move quick on it. So, um, there, there's no way around it. It's a little, it's a little shady. I waddle disagreed with me on that, but out, it is outside the norm. At least we can agree with that. But at the end of the day, you can't argue with, I'm trying to make my team better. Uh, you can't argue with that. If in fact he did make it better, most people think the council's a little bit more accomplished than, than David Ross at this point in their careers. What did Boris have to say today? And I say all this as David Stearns walks right by me. Oh, after. wow. He spurned the, the New York Mets. Um, do, you think he, he's uh, do you think he's stunned, Jess? Nah, no. not really. No. Most the people phone, in the Jesse, game, ask him. Yeah, he's already gone. Most people do not think he was going to end up in New York. Okay. I mean, the, com- the common thinking was he was using New York to raise the price, and he would go back to Milwaukee. Uh, I never thought he was going to Cleveland. I thought he'd just get a higher payday in Milwaukee, and it'd be over. Okay. But that all changed on November 1st when they gave him a call. As for Boris, okay, the line of the day as it relates to the Cubs was uh, the Cubs had a full belly last year, beating uh, the good version of Cody Bellinger. Now they're going to have to loosen their belts to sign him, is what he said. And I pulled Boris aside to, to run something by him because it's something I've said to you guys. They have not signed a Boris client to a multi-year deal under Tom Ricketts, under Theo, mm-hmm. under Jed. Not one of them. i huh. got to stress that. History says it's it's it, it's something that, as history says, it hasn't happened, which sometimes can foreshadow the future, right? Now, at some point in the life of the Cubs, they're going to sign a, Bell, a Boris client to a multi-year deal. I believe that will happen someday. I do not think it will be with Bellinger. There's just too many teams that need a left-handed hitter, too many teams that need a center fielder. Cubs have one in the making. He's not proven yet, but, but he's their top prospect. I just don't think it's going to happen. So when I pulled him aside, I said, you know, why, why is this? You haven't done a multi-year deal. Bryant moved on. Arietta moved on, et cetera, et cetera. He basically said he just doesn't have that same relationship at the ownership level that he has with other owners. And I think we know that when it gets to 250, 300 million, he's talking to owners. He's not talking to GMs. Mm. And he just doesn't have that with, with Ricketts like he has with the Colorado guy that he signed Bryant with or the, the, the Nationals owner, Lerner, who he signed Strasburg and these other guys with. 
So I'm telling you, right now, I will be as shocked as anything I've talked about in a while if Bellinger re-signs with the Cubs. I will be very surprised. Uh, he's, okay, and uh, anything, anything like anything? Well, Pete Alonso. Pete yeah, Alonso is another one. Yep. You know, they, he sat with the Mets, and it, it's something I've talked about. The Cubs would be interested in trading for him. I'm, yep. I'm going to stick by that. Yep. Now, he said the Mets, the Mets said all the right things about Alonso playing there next year, but it's his walk year. David Stearns is new there. He's he's very good and measured at his job. He's, I don't yeah. think he's just going to let one of their best players walk, um, and I don't think he's going to sign with the Mets. Um, so I, I think a trade to the Cubs is possible, but again, it goes back to Boris. Could they trade and sign him? That question was asked and basically was said, look, a player needs to experience the city and the team before mm-hmm. he's going to sign up. So the idea of them training for Alonzo in December mm-hmm. and signing him right away for a Boris client seems distant. Seems unlikely. It's, it's more like, yeah. more Now, could midsummer after three months of Wrigley fans, you know, that maybe, but highly doubtful because when you're three months into the season, you're three months closer to, to free agency. You don't hire Boris, which he did just a month ago, to, to sign up with three months to go to free agency. So, again, wonky situation yeah. with a Boris client in the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, and he's looking at uh, north of $20 million in a payday in arbitration, right? Or uh, pre-arbitration? Yeah. I mean, if you don't have to go to arbitration, he's looking at something north of 20 I would think, right? But I will tell yes, he is. But I will yeah. tell you, talk to people in the game, the idea of Alonzo at Wrigley Field, oh. he might hit 60. Yeah. Because the power alley in, in left center is where you hit home runs at Wrigley Field. It's yeah. not to right. Tougher lefties. That's why the better the lefty you can have, like Rizzo was mm-hmm. or Schwarber, the, the better off you are. But for righties, in the middle of the summer, he could have 20 home run months. Yeah. I don't want to say easily, but you know, very possibly June, July, you're seeing you know 20 home runs, 15 home runs out of Pete Alonso. So it's a very attractive situation. I reported before. I think he he would love to play in Chicago. You know, you could probably say that about a few cities. I'm not saying just Chicago. Uh, but to hear that so far out from free agency is a good thing. So, yeah, all, all those possibilities exist, except the fact that he's a Boris client. Uh, last thing real quick. Uh, Getz seems to be Getz, pretty yeah. upfront about uh, how much his team stinks. I, I kind of like it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I was there when he, when he you know, kind of shocked us all when he simply said, I don't like my team. Now, good, there was good. context to it. There was context, right? I, I should have said you're not alone. No, no, there nobody, was, nobody likes your team. Yeah, yeah. Not even the White he, Sox fans. He, he certainly meant the parts. It's what I've said to you guys. The parts are better than the sum. You know, we like the parts, some of them, Luis, Robert, Dylan, Cease. But the sum certainly isn't there. But for him to just be so out front about it, and it's just a reminder that they're probably not going to contend next year. There's too many. I said to him, you know, he, he, he basically said, we, we let Tim Anderson go because we have so many holes in the film. We just need to reset and, and have that money to use. Well, I said, you know, in letting him go, you added a hole, right? But his point was, but we have $14 million more to spend now. So yeah. it's another hole at short, second, outfield. You know, there's all sorts of pride. I, I talked to an agent today. Tosca Hernandez would be a nice veteran to have in that clubhouse. So if they, you know, there's, there, there's some adults that they need to come into that room and, and yes. lead a little bit. Yeah. And that's as important as the talent they bring in, but it doesn't feel like something that can get done in one off season. But at least he's not um, pretending like there's something there that's not right. They need a reset in a big way, especially from the leadership standpoint. But also talent, they've got to rebuild a pitching staff. Yeah. All right, Jess. Anything else? Um, no, but nothing's. I'll say this: nothing's happening soon. This is not like the NBA or NFL. 
uh, things are going to happen slow as usual. But a, a month from now, we see the winter meetings. I would expect Shohei Otani to sign somewhere in there. And I wavered a little bit in the last four weeks, but I do think the Cubs are going to be in. I said this about eight weeks ago, wavered a little bit. I, I, I think the Cubs are going to be players for Otani. They need mm. a little love back. Just give me a little bit. Oh, I want to play at Wrigley. You know, it can't just be hand me the biggest payday. It has to be a mutual sort of interest. And I do think they'd write that big check. So it's going to be very interesting. All right, Jess. Good stuff. Thanks, bud. Okay. Take care. See you, guys. All right. There's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, whatever, Jess. Oh, that great baseball breakdown. Man, I'm excited about that. A, why do you got to be a jerk? What? You oh, I love ask it. one question about your team I, and everything they did. You already took all the, the questions about the greatness of uh, Craig Council. Can't wait to go to the World Series. Get ready for all the World Series next spring. Year. Get ready. Get ready. So exciting. World <laughs> Series are, are nothing for the Cubs. They got Craig Council. Get ready, you guys. How many home runs he going to hit? Get ready. Uh, What's four? the difference between the power alleys at Wrigley Field? Just so I can understand it. I, I do not know. I think Jesse t- I was talking about there's probably a more predominance of them hit into the left. Because there's more right-handers than there are left-handers in Major League Baseball? Uh, I'm assuming he's teasing that out. No, I mean, it could have Uh, something to do with... I don't know. I'm just asking, what's the difference? I I don't know. In the dimensions. I'll get it. I'll get it. Uh, I love that's what he took out of. That's Yeah, that's all I took out of it. (laughs) Took out of that. Crosstalk coming up in 10 minutes. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Uh, all I know is Pete Alonso's hit a lot of home runs the last five years. Yes, he has. I think he'll hit a lot wherever he goes. Yurko, As the beauty of Yurko is he didn't ask Jesse a single question, but he did sit and stew over one thing Jesse said, I and now he's, stew. I, he's pretty hot things. and bothered. All right, he said left center field is the power alley that's the easiest to hit a home run in. It's 368 I, I, in the power alley, 355 down the left field line. To left center. To le- left left field line's 355. Right, right, 355. 368 in the left center. Left center's 368. The, the power alley. Do you want to know what the, the left right center? field power alley is 363. That means, right, it's, right center. that means it's five feet shorter. Five feet shorter. And 353 down the right field line. That means it's two feet shorter. Correct guys, me let's go to the source. Jesse Rogers is with you guys. Want, oh, is he? Hold on. Do you oh, want to know what the power alley is in City Field in left center? No, what is it? 358. Oh, like boy. 10 feet shorter yeah. than Wrigley. Oh, boy. Uh, Jesse, uh, which you, wall is taller? <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Where's the apple? Jesse, would you like to respond yeah. to Yurko? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I only heard a little bit of it, but this is something our, our buddy Mike Murphy investigated a long time ago. Mike Murphy? The power. Yeah, the power alley in left center at Wrigley is at, it plays shorter than what it says. It plays more like 360 than 368. And the one in right center is actually a little deeper, plays like 370-something instead of 368. But the bigger thing is the wind tunnels. It just, it, wind, over wind time, you, yeah, the, the, it benefits. I've talked to Chris Bryant about it, Anthony Rizzo about it. It really benefits the, the righties more when the, when the summer comes along. Hey, listen, along. Sosa hit a lot of home runs as a right-handed hitter. I'm not going de- to. I'm not telling you Jesse's wrong. Now the wind normally is blowing in west to east, left to right, but I don't know. And Jesse seems like he's got some knowledge. Sammy Sosa hit a lot of home runs as a right-handed hitter in that park, didn't he? So I'm not to believe the numbers that are there. No, that's don't what I'm supposed no. to do. Tell him, Jesse. I can't no. believe those numbers. No. 
Listen, Yurko, those, are, those are not no, factual. That's the best that this is what you're Yurko, I know there's more right Yurko, I know there's more right-handed hitters than lefties, but there's only been I think five lefties in Cub history to hit 30 or more home runs in a single season. See? Billy Williams did a bunch and Anthony Anthony Rizzo did a bunch, a couple others. That's it. See? Because it's it just doesn't work well to 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 right field. Um uh, Schwarber but you got and that Schwarber was great because he would go to left center a lot. But if you're trying to pull the ball out and right, oh, it's not boy. easy. I've talked hey. to players about it, oh, and part of it is the, is the, the is the distance is a little off. But all, I think it's the wind more than anything. To be honest, uh, I, Jesse, what nice rebuttal, my friend. Good work. You got it, buddy. See Anytime. It. You tell Yurko, stick that in his pipe and smoke it. I would never do that to Yurko. That's my guy. that are advertised All right, Jess, we got to go. Now what I need to yeah. find out from our our, our, our our meteorologists over there is what the prevailing wind conditions are in the city of Chicago. But, but Jesse, well, maybe maybe they're unique only to Wrigley well, well, Field. Wait. He's given you some good data. Right. He only told me that the numbers are wrong. Well, Yurko, only a few cup hitters lefty have ever hit that many home runs. Schwarber started hitting 40 the minute he got away from Wrigley. What's the percentage? Hits, how many times did he hit 60? What's the percentage of right-handers compared to left-handers that have played in Wrigley Field uh, over the course of their 130-some-year existence? There are going to be more. There's more there's right-handed. A, there's a greater chance of right-handers to have more ex- to left center. How do you explain uh, Sosa? I don't know. I don't explain Sosa. Sosa hit home runs everywhere. Well, who needs to explain it? Mark McGuire hit home runs everywhere. He didn't hit him everywhere. Huh? Mark, Mark, everywhere. Mark McGuire didn't hit him well, everywhere. Mark, Mark McGuire never Barry played for the Bonds. Cubs. Did Barry Bonds hit home runs? Oh, he's a lefty. Well, he doesn't yeah. count. Right, Barry Bonds Barry doesn't Bonds count. A lefty. No, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't count. He doesn't count. He didn't count. He every home run he hit, Wrigley hit. I the love this with you and Jesse. He Fire. never hit a home run. I told run. you guys it was a good hit right side. Jesse on today. I told you. Jeez. Cross talk with the numbers <laughs> are wrong. It's a lie. Wrigley, Wrigley Field is lying to the world. Cross talk is in good two eye. minutes. Matt yeah. Eberflus has the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot. Today's final word on Carmen and Yuriko. I'm having trouble understanding. He's he's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's is he out or doubtful? He now he's listed as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, 51 percent that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be. We'll see where it is.